Questions for Regular People podcast. We go live every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. It's a regular thing. Tonight we have the amazing Julie Kim. We'll be talking to her about mindset movement and a plethora of other things. Uh, remember that you ask the questions, you dictate the conversations, otherwise we'll go rogue. Um, we have booked a couple guests in the coming future. Uh, next week we have, who do we have next week? Oh, Philip Prather and his wife. We'll be talking in relationship statuses and stuff like that. The week after that, I believe we have um, Apex One, all the way from San Francisco, one of the most amazing street artists in the world. Uh, and people are filing in. Let's get this started. I know Julie's on the line. Let's see what we got. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, and then we booked Clint Childs. Uh, he was a new addition. He works for Warner Brothers Studios, was on the Conan O'Brien show, and we'll be doing something with him. And then next week, oh, there we go. Hi, Julie. I didn't want to you. What's going on? Hey, so let me do my little quick intro here, and then we'll get this popping. So uh, while people are filing in, welcome to Questions for Regular People podcast. This is Julie Kim, the amazing Julie Kim. And we are so welcome and honored to have you on the podcast tonight. And I can't wait to see where this discussion goes. So without further ado, if you guys are watching, again, you can put questions in the comment box or there's a, a little square box with a question mark in there. And you can go anonymous and ask your question that way. It could be for Julie or myself. So let's kick this off. Julie, I'd like to start this off by saying... Um, Explain or tell us your your history, who you are, what you do, and uh, and we're gonna start with that. I know you. I know a lot of people might know you. We uh, have some mutual friends and stuff like that. So Julie Kim, your 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 backstory, please. Okay. Um, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. I've been super excited and kind of nervous about this, <laughs> but um, good headspace, I think. So. Uh, yeah, so a little bit about me. Um, I'm a movement artist. I am a, a health coach, um, mainly creatives and artists and entrepreneurs. And um, I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, uh, I don't know creator of my life. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Um, so I, I kind of know a little bit of your backstory, where you're from, but I, getting into being a, um, a coach as you are, I've see, I see you went to school in Toronto. Is that correct? No. no? Um, oh, I'm like, you know where I went to school. But no. no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I I did a little study. Um, I did a little time massage study, actually. I think that's probably what you're talking about. But um, I, uh, so I'm a health coach and I have, I support people in the areas of movement, mindfulness, nutrition, mindset, mainly mindset. Okay. Uh, let's see, I teach a few different modalities 
quite a few different modalities of movement to help people with various different things and um, <clears throat> to rec recover movement and restore movement. And, uh, and so I do that. And then as a coach, um, I created a practice called mindset movement, which is a combination of movement for your physical body, actual body language, gestures, um, the way presence practices and posture, things like that, the way that you use your actual physical body. I combined that with um, the mindset. You know, when you think of mindset, you a lot of us think of our beliefs. Our mindset is what we choose to believe in and create. Right. Um, our vision, right? And it's all these things. And so that I thought was extremely important to energize and get moving as well. So I combined practices to move your mind with these physical practices and group synergy. And um, yeah, I guess that's what I'm, I'm really energized about. <laughs> but um, so yeah. take, take us back, okay? How, how did this, um, I know, let, let's say right out of high school, how did you evolve into what you're doing today? Is, was there a process? Did you kind of navigate um, towards this practice? Uh, how did that begin? Um, well, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately when I think about like, how, how did I get where I am? I like to look at that. Um, I actually had, I had quite a bit of trouble learning when I was younger and specifically just being still, being calm. And, um, I think that I did things like dance and cheerleading and, um, things like that since I was little. And those were the things like, that's, that's one of the only things that I can remember about school in a lot of ways, just like moving my body and um, doing that in, in a synchronized way too. And just like being connected in that way. I think that that really like helped it stick because I'm still learning so much and I need to get it in somehow, you know? And so like, I feel like, um, Movement really helps me with that. Um, I did start, yeah. What was the first domino to fall for you going in that path? Say that one more time. What was the first domino for you to fall? Oh, that's a good question. Um, or have, have you always like gravitated? Like I, I know you said cheerleading and dance throughout high school. And when you're out of high school, it's kind of like, let's keep going to that kind of gravitational path. Some of us, you know, pivot and go in a different direction and either regret it or fit into it and then somehow um, try to find out what they like. And they really don't know what they like until they're, what, mid-20s. Uh, people don't really find themselves, but it seems like you kind of knew, at least to your core, what you wanted. Would that be correct? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Um, I, I, I was gonna bring a picture. I have a little picture of me in like dance clothes when I was little. And again, I think it just, for me, like I danced, you know, I danced through high school. I did these things. I think one of the, and then what the next big thing that really got me moving forward is I have a um, 17 year old. And when he was born, I was like, just kind of going crazy, not being able to be dancing and, in the dance studio is actually really just 
I went through a lot of like insecurity because I was kind of a young mom. And um, yeah, so I ended up doing a lot of yoga. And okay. yeah, and from that, then I ended up um, opening, I ended up doing training to teach. Um, and I was still dancing a little bit. I mainly shifted focus to yoga. Um, then, sorry, my dog might come in here. Okay. Um, yeah. Then I, I studio. Yoga? Is that what you started with? Oh, I was going to say I opened a yoga studio, movement studio in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Um, had that for about 10 years, um, a little less. And that was incredible. It just helped me. I mean, it was like I, I was a college dropout to, to become like just an, my own business and entrepreneur. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but also really challenging. So I've been through that and, you know, and still am. So, but, uh, yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> I just kind of got, no, you're, yeah. you're, uh, I'm just thinking, I, I think, I think about the business model is, uh, especially with creatives, um, and artists is one tangible assets are kind of like shifted away unless you're actually doing physical artwork. Right. Um, and you're doing more of like, uh, what I would say is, uh, like fit, right. Your spiritual fitness, the pillars of fitness, if you want to call them that, um, making sure you're mentally good, uh, your energy is good and you're healthy, right? You're physically healthy. And that type of stuff is a little harder, um, as a business and relies a lot of notoriety, I would say. Um, and for you being in the game for that long, I would say, first of all, kudos for doing that. And secondly, um, I think it's a testament to your um, ability to teach, your ability to instruct, and your ability to listen and learn. Um, how big of a role does that play to your, your um, teaching? Um, the, going back to, you mean, just having done it and having held had a studio and things like that right did just you, did you find yourself um let, let's say you took that first step you know and you open your your studio um is the growth been astronomical since day one when you look back on it oh um the growth yeah definitely definitely um it it really it was interesting because i needed to go through that it was really part of everything that kind of comes together now and really realizing um that more than a more than you know just creating in that way i wanted to um i wanted to grow and spread out sometimes being an entrepreneur can be and a and a business owner can be very isolating actually very lonely and i was just always in my own thing i felt like i needed to spread out um and that bringing me into a place where I really knew in my core that I wanted to work with creatives. Um, I didn't, I felt like I needed to find a team around me and a community and um, energize what I was doing. And from that came mindset movement. And it was interesting. I just started teaching these classes. They were like mindset yoga. And nice. it was like toward the end. And I was actually really burned out, like having a brick and mortar space. Um, it was just hard. It was challenging. And so toward the end of that, 
I just started noticing I was just being like more rebellious within my own business and myself and just kind of trying new things and just being like, I'm going to do what I want. You know, this is my, I, I don't know. It was really weird, but it just was like me starting to need to move out of that space, move on, you know, just like we do um, right. as our, <laughs> we need to find the right spaces to create and we need to energize um, the right, our minds in the right way. I really think. I love that. So, I love I think it's like you set that foundation, right? And whether it be tangible or not, brick or mortar or not, and um, you're able to figure what that is first, right? And then just go wherever you want with it. And I think, um, one, that's like the risky thing to do, but then there's no reward if you don't risk it. So um, what was the hardest thing for you once you realized that you had your studio and you were, you were settled, um, what was the riskiest thing you did to take a step outside of the box what was that yeah um well i had had my second son he's four now but i had like i was literally like um, like teaching a class and then going and like breastfeeding and like going trying to like manage things so it was like i was kind of just noticing just things weren't comfortable for me like it just something and um and so that was like something that was pulling me. And I mean, I, I think we as, I think a lot of women don't allow ourselves, I, and men too, really, everyone, um, when you get so immersed in your own thing, sometimes work um, takes over family and, you know, like all of those resources and that energy is like, not focused on I just so I had I knew I had to step back in some way and just not be so in you know working in the business and um, and then I I did a retreat and I just started doing some different stuff like at this retreat that I taught this mindset I called it mindset yoga back then um, and I just started like I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Amy Cuddy she is a social psychologist she does a lot of presence um talks and practice well she did a study where if basically if you hold your body in a certain position one of them's this one of them's hands on your hips and one of them's hands behind your head that in um within a couple of minutes um your neurochemistry shifts so you're testosterone goes up and your core down and your testosterone's like the strength power hormone you know and men and women both have it and then the cortisol is the stress so that goes down so you end up feeling this sensation of calm cool um right so i started teaching some of her some of those things and just talking a little bit more about the science of it um and also doing these practices myself, I actually had really, really uh, dark postpartum depression and okay. just like completely insane, you know? Um, and like, I needed, I needed to be doing these practices to bring me out of that too. So it was like, I was learning and practicing and like, um, I think in, you asked what was the biggest step. I don't know. I guess as I talk through it, it was 
just starting to do some different things that were really different than, you know, the average bear. I don't know. <laughs> so when you, okay, so let's say you've, you've, you've turned that stone, right? And, and you've taken the risk and you're doing something that's outside of the box. I two questions here because I'm very intrigued by one, the mom part, right? Um, do you find yourself, and this may be a negative word, I don't know how you feel about it, um, do you find yourself more compartmentalized uh, between your career choice and uh, being a mother? Or do you find that um, the way you, you do business or the way you think about it, it, it melts together and there has to be a mesh? Yeah, good question. I um, definitely, Feel a little bit of both. <laughs> um, there's times when I gotta shut it down, and it's my time, you know, um, because I can't create, you know, with too much noise and junk going on. Not that my kid is junk. No, no, no. Because <laughs> creative people, they do have a lot of a lot of things going on, and a lot of projects happening, and a lot of things in your mind. And I commend you because I see this a lot on social media, but you will take the, you'll take the opportunity to say, say, sorry guys, but this weekend's my weekend. You won't see me and I'll, I'll talk to you next week or I'll talk to you in a week after that. Right. That is super strong for someone to do, especially nowadays with social media and, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. A lot of people are like stuck on the pad. I know I am on my phone. I catch myself a lot doing that when I could be productive. Um, that, well, that's like amazing. <laughs> Great to have, uh, what was that? I like your stuff, so I'm always <laughs> checking your stuff. <laughs> so I That's hilarious. All right, now on to the, on the second part with regards to your job. Now, once you turn that stone over um, and you see, oh, okay, I'm, I'm learning new things, I'm taking those risks, uh, uh, do you find that what you're doing now has kind of went hand in hand and molded, melded things together? For instance, uh, you have... Um, these new practices physically to change your neuro neurochemistry. Sorry if I'm stuttering. Uh, you've had those practices, but does that go hand in hand with diet? Does that essentially change your attitude, which essentially does that tie into your spirituality? How, how does that all fit into that once you turn that first stone? Yes. Um, well, I, I definitely, as a health coach, a big philosophy for me is that your health is everything, you know, everything is interconnected. Um, my mindset movement practices don't really, they're, they're, they're sessions um, to energize the creative mind. And then my health coaching, I, I just, I work with people who are in, who are creatives, entrepreneurs, artists, mainly because that's the language that I speak and I, I just understand a little bit more. Um, but I help them with anything from their diet to um, getting them moving more. I teach barefoot dance, which has been super popular lately, and uh, primal movement, which is moving the way that your body's designed to move and just creating a map and getting it to function right. Um, and then, and then I also support people with things like just managing time, you know, like if you don't manage when you're going to do these things or when these habits are going to take place, then, you know, it kind of 
does it make sense? So I help people with just a lot of anything in the in the whole <laughs> um, spectrum. Awesome. Now, I, I would recommend uh, anybody who's watching this and listening to this um, to reach out, and that's a it's a great thing to do, uh, especially for someone who doesn't have or doesn't think they have the time. Uh, you might have a new client in that. I would love to reach out and be like, hey, Julie, I need help with this, and you can maybe help me. What is that like? So let's say I came to you and said, hey, I have issues with stress and time management. Um, what is typically your first? I don't want to give away the bag, right, because I don't want you to uh, okay. name. But what, what is the What is the first step that you would say to someone that's stressed out and feels like they don't have enough time? Yeah. Um, I... I might just really, really, I mean, if you were asking me that, I'd probably just help you do take a couple deep breaths and then um, <laughs> to begin with, truly just get you grounded first. Um, and then we would just talk. I typically do kind of a discovery session and um, we just talk about some of the, some of those things. Um, I take really good notes, um, although everything's completely private. It's um, really a coaching experience is really nice because I'm right next to you instead of like, I'm not here talking to you. I come up alongside whatever your process is and then help to kind of create something with you. I usually work with people um, for about six months at a time so I can see we can plant some good things in to see them grow through the seasons. Um, yeah, yeah, we would talk. I'd probably have you fill out a big wheel. I posted it last week on social media. Um, if you want, you can go back and do the digital. Oh. Yeah, just okay. show all of those areas and kind of where you are on it. It's a little diagram and it's pretty cool. I, I would start there, I think. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and anybody, if you have questions for Julie about stuff like this is super interesting. Uh, please put it in the comment section or the cards with the little question mark, and that'll be read anonymously. Um, one thing I did want to touch on, and I'm going to ask you this. The, the answer is probably no, but we talked about uh, there was a special or a series of cartoons is what it was on Netflix called The Midnight Gospel. Do you remember that? Yes. you have a chance to see it? Oh, I saw <laughs> All good. Um, I feel like... Is there music in it? So no, so what it is, is there was a stand-up comedian by the name of Duncan Trussell, right? And he is very like big on microdosing and, and DMT and all this crazy stuff. But it, in the midst of all that, he has these really cool people on his podcast and he talks about um, sort of uh, the history of, of um, let's say meditation. He talks about love agape love, the different types of loves. And it just, it, it's a never ending road of like spirituality, advice, coaching, like you said, the mindset, uh, uh, the pillars of health. And he, it's just really, really insane. So he put that to a cartoon and what he does is he travels to other dimensions and universes and he'll go to a planet in that dimension via a simulator and he will host a podcast <laughs> with like creatures from there. And but what got me say what got me saying all of this is there was a, a really good episode where he goes to this sort of purgatory and um, and what it what it is, it's a prison and one of the, the characters in the prison uh, is a bird and it's like 
this soul that's attached to the prisoner and the prisoner is trying their hardest to escape prison. But what the prisoner doesn't realize is like in the meantime, they're killing people and like beating people up and like robbing people and like all this different stuff is going on. And then that prisoner dies. It goes to like a heaven and they pull the, you know, they pull the heart out of the, the prisoner and put it on a scale. And then they pull a, a feather from a bird and they put it on the other side of the scale. And if your heart is lighter than the feather, then you're free, set free from the prison. And it's so like metaphorical. And I thought, oh, Julie would probably dig this. Uh, meditation wise, they, they talked about the difference between Hindu and uh, Hindu meditation, Buddhist meditation. And they went into um, the different types of theories, um, Idris Net and um, I forgot what the other one was. But anyway, so the whole, the whole purpose of it was like, uh, you're part of this entire network. And so essentially when you're hurting something else, you're hurting yourself. And um, it kind of brought me back to, believe it or not, I was going to a Buddhist temple when I was living in Hawaii and actually doing some um, meditation there. And uh, I don't know, I just popped in my head and I thought, oh, Julie would probably dig this. And uh, so if you haven't seen it, watch it. And for you people that are, are watching now, it's called The Midnight Gospel with Duncan Trussell. It's on Netflix now. There's a whole like nine nine episode series and um yeah it's great you would love it yes <laughs> that's my and, and one of the triggers and why i guess i should use a, a very better segue is um the reason i thought of you is i think around the same time it came out you had um released a video of and it was a lone i think it was a loneliness guided meditation. Do you remember that? Yep. Yep. I did. Um, oh, so it's new. It's new then. Yeah. I just did that a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, it was a really cool meditation. Did you do it? It did. It did? Of course. I wouldn't, so I wouldn't be telling you that if I didn't do it. Right. So I, I, know I, didn't, I didn't want to like click on it and be like, yeah, okay, good enough. No, no, no. I actually went through it. Um, I think it's interesting, uh, the con especially the concept of loneliness, I think it can mean something different for everybody because you could be in a relationship with someone, right? Uh, whether it be platonically or, or roommates or however you want to put it, but you can still feel that isolation, um, the emptiness, that loneliness is still there. Um, and I think what postpartum, there's like some loneliness involved with that as well. And, or just being overwhelmed at work and you're the only one giving it 100%. There's some loneliness in that. And I, I think that hit at a perfect time for me because I don't know, it just helped, especially being in a new place. You move um, from overseas to States, you don't know anybody. There's a little bit of that involved too, right? Totally, totally. So it's um, yeah. With what? How did that come about, that, that meditation? Um, well, it's actually really crazy. I. Um had been trying out, I had just been considering like freshening up my meditation, you know, knowledge. I would just like love to learn stuff. And this, I got a bunch of these scripts. They're just scripts. And so I, one night I had a session um, with a client, a health coaching client. I and they had been, we'd been talking about meditation and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to try one of these new scripts, basically. 
Um, and I was like, this is the first time I'm going to do it, but it was the one on loneliness. And I just thought that's really interesting. Well, we both, I mean, my client just ended up like you, it, it's, it was like kind of emotional, like just totally connecting with it. And of course, just like bawling. And then like, I was almost crying too. I actually was like, it was just really, really like a big breakthrough. And, um, it was just interesting and just the way the words of it, you know, in the middle of it talks about basically you becoming your own, you meeting your loneliness with yourself and becoming your own best friend and always having your own back and never turning yourself away when you feel that way. And right. it just, I don't know, it just like, it gives me the chills even talking about it now. I just, that resonated with me and that I've just, yeah, I just threw it up there. <laughs> Facebook. It's super important, especially if you're going to confront something as serious as the topic of loneliness. It's it, it's great. It's a it's definitely like breakthrough shit, if you don't mind me saying. But it, it's anytime you can confront something that's difficult, I think there's growth involved. And for you to present that to I don't know everybody for free, I think that was great. Um, I liked it and would love more of that. Um, do you do that on a regular basis? Um, I help coach on Fridays. My week is broken up a little bit, like from, I'll have like a dance day and art day, <laughs> but I, but my clients that I work on at Fit Instincts downtown, it's like a, it's a functional fitness clinic, but it's amazing. All the people that work there are really cool network. We all have these different, um, different things that we do. And I was just thinking maybe Fridays I would just start doing that. So maybe I will more. I have a, I have some cool ones that I think you can do meditation, you know, sometimes just to take a few deep breaths, but sometimes to really go deeper. So yeah. Well, thought, thanks for saying that. No, I, another reason I thought it was great is right now through this whole COVID and pandemic, um, it was a really unique way to kind of reach out virtually and, and get a hold of something like that. Um, now, through your classes, have you found a lot of um, areas of either improvement or pivots, being that a lot of people can't be in spaces for, you know, um, I think 50 plus or something like that. Have your classes changed now through the pandemic? Totally. Um, they have, and in really interesting, cool ways, um, we still, at both of the spaces, um, I teach at, I taught at Pueblo West Yoga. Um, now they're on break, but, and Nova Stella downtown Pueblo. Um, that's, that's my crew. <laughs> and then also the YMCA too. All of them went virtual. Um, okay. And then that was a little bit of a learning, you know, experience, right. but good because now we feel pretty comfortable with it and we, um, yeah, we are back in studio, but also, um, and social distancing, but also for the people who really like the virtual and are, are you know, um, staying, staying home, then they have that option. So, yeah, it's been cool. And then my health coaching has always been um, something that I've done. I can do just a, as a phone call, or we can do something like one on one like this. And yeah. So, so that's. Wow. Are you, are, you, are you starting to get back in class now? I think you were, right? You were saying you were going to 
start opening up as actually like physically yeah in class. and is it um is there a cap on the, the number of people um is there currently yeah there's um we have i think it's nine max it really depends on the space too but we um take temperatures show up with masks there's a there's um, in several of the spaces, there are designated, you know, like areas. So you've got your little square and, um, yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah. And it's not too bad. Like I even just went just now before I came here, um, or before I came to do this, I went and took this class at myself at this other gym called muscle monkey fitness. And okay. it my ass so hard i'm like i'm my legs were like jelly coming down here to do this but um they had same thing taped off areas and a little spray bottle um you wear a mask you have to, do you have to wear a mask through the whole session no actually you don't not through the whole session just just the check-in and um some people do though and you know more power to them <laughs> Yeah, it's hard size, right? With the mask on. <laughs> did I? What, what did you say? It would. It would be hard to do a breathing session with your mask on. I know, dude. I know. I know. It's very different. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. I'm drink. I'm drinking. I have. I usually have a beverage when I do these. So I'm, I love it. Uh, I have this whole bar thing I'm into, and that's pretty. Um, like. I love is yeah making cocktails and all that good stuff so um anyway let's pivot to another uh topic i, I do want to discuss this you're working with a high school now i saw is that correct just this morning i i was asked by um no amanda from nova stella yoga she's one of the owners of nova stella and um she she just asked me a couple weeks ago, you know, do you want to teach for Centennial High School's dance team? And I, in the summer, I typically just take a little more rest time and in, in time for myself. But I was just like, I think that's kind of up my alley <laughs> just because I danced and um, danced in college and all that stuff. And now have kind of come to a place, this style of dance that I teach now is extremely cool and um, anyone can do it. And so I did it for a warm up for this group. And it's a combination of nine different movement forms from the martial arts, Aikido, Taekwondo, Tai Chi, to the performance arts, um, modern dance, jazz, and Duncan dance, and the healing arts, yoga, Feldenkrais, and Alexander technique. It's a combination of all those in one class. And I was like, okay, these girls are, um, it was just women today, girls. Um, and uh, they're gonna really benefit from it. So I, yeah, that's what we did today. Just mostly led their team bonding and um, warm up and like- How long does the session usually, usually last? Um, we just went, I went just under an hour. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, our attention span and also our physical um endurance you know that's just pretty good time 50. i had i had a friend gabe uh lives in boulder colorado now who went to a something similar to that but it was like a um i don't want to say it was a summer camp but it was like a camp 
and it was four dance. And that's kind of what they did is um, different, dan different dance variations, but it was more of a um, to get your mind right, to get your body right type of thing. And it was just kind of like, I don't know how to say it better than natural Libre, but to get your wiggles out. And so <laughs> that's what he kind of did. Um, have you been? Have you ever been to something like that, or would you do something like that? Uh, I definitely would. Um, I have led. I, I I haven't led any. Maybe I have. I forget about some of the stuff I've done till I don't. But I've taught at several retreats. Um, I definitely see myself bringing some of this into my mind, some more into my mindset movement practices. And I see mindset movement in a couple of different areas in the future. Um, so yeah, I definitely would. I like, I like the idea of retreats. I like retreats. Um, Have you ever thought about, um, and I don't know, this, this may be me saying something I don't know about, so I apologize if you have this already. Have you ever thought about publishing a book based upon your teaching? Yeah, but then I'd have to write it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all you have to do is, is like most musicians and uh, I don't know, I guess artists nowadays get, get you a ghostwriter, someone to follow you around and write for you, pay them and then publish it. Um, I would love that. I, you know, where I really see mindset movement going, um, I, someone asked me to make it into a college course for a while. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. But um, I really would like to bring them to artist and residency programs. And um, cool. It's a system and it, and it works. Um, and it's for the open-minded and if you're open-minded about trying something new, um, especially when it has to do with your mindset and, and your body, when you, the steps forward, the actual, um, movement forward, then it just, it enhances it so much more, you know, when you believe something. Um, so anyway, have you ever taken, on, have you ever taken it on the road and, and toured and been hosted? Is that something you've done? Uh I haven't done it yet, you know, and I, a lot of people probably annoys them about me, but I take my so much time to do things and just to run through them and think and um, create before I actually put it out there, you know, right. um, I actually do care. <laughs> I really care how it looks and how it's how it comes out um but Just yeah, but, yeah i could see that in the future of some kind and we we need to do a dance party together too anyway so down you book it i've always said so we could do it virtually too um i would love to spin and have you test it on the other end to make sure it sounds good through like a bluetooth speaker or something like that but yeah completely down to do it do uh, you use Zoom or what do you use for your classes? Yeah, I mostly use Zoom. And like, that's the thing that I need your help with big time because getting eye movements synced up with the actual real time sound. Right. Really important because otherwise I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> not to the beat at all. I'm like, <laughs> so, I'm so uh, it's, it's 
set up the Zoom room and invite me, I'll leave my sound on, but I won't have a mic. And then you can run the sound through your Bluetooth speaker. Um, but you would kind of have to, and I would, I would love if you gave me some pointers on the type of music um, you use for these classes, right? So I saw the, I saw the one example you sent me, and um, it looks like that person actually produces their own beats and makes their own music, which um, I haven't done in years. So it would take me some digging and some finding, and or, or unless you have a playlist that's really good and I could get within that time range for yes. yes. I would love to see what you find. You, you have really good taste. And so I would love to see and then go through it. I take my music, I listen to it. I go into what's called a state of raw. It's alert and waiting. I actually, I listen to it. I let it come in. I mean, I listen to it a lot of times, but then I code it with my movements and then I can go back and I don't freaking do this every time I wish I'm just like totally lying right now. But this is ideally when, what, when I really want it to be very like together and in sync, I'll go and code the eight, every eight count, every little, little sound that's in there so that you can hit certain places. And that's what makes the movement feel really magical and the people joining in feel really engaged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's amazing. Um, it reminds me a lot of some vocalists I know that would write, right? They would take the music and they would get like the rhythm or the syncopation of the beat and then they would write out the, um, what is it called? The syllables? They would write out syllables, but they wouldn't write out words, right? So it'd be like da 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 and kind of get their own little syncopated rhythm to the beat. And I imagine that's similar to what you do, which is amazing. Um, it takes a lot of work and it's pretty math of you, nerd. I'll show you. <laughs> I'll do that sometime. <laughs> awesome. Oh, okay. So tell us when it when are those classes usually for you? Um I'm well mainly I consider I consider myself like two parts, okay? <laughs> So there's the light and dark, <laughs> but truly there is like a lot of my time. Um, I'm doing things that are, I want to be life giving. I want to support people's health um, and their creativity. Um, so I'm doing, you know, my health coaching. I have classes. I have these dance classes too. I'm mainly just teaching them online right now, but in the fall I'll do more. And then my, I have my artwork that I don't show anyone yet. <laughs> I can't wait. So don't hold out on us too long. I, we can't. So creative um, of what you're doing. And so what do you do? Is it painting? Can you give us a hint what, what that is? I do a little painting. Yes, I do. I do. Um, it, it's basically processing a lot of my dark parts, my dark side and rolling around in it a little bit. But it's also sort of where I'm working. I work on things um, really in private. So that's why I was saying like my mindset movement right now, I offer little bits of that experience, but a lot of it is still over in this side. Um, I think that's something pretty common with a lot of artists or it's just a- Absolutely. 46 and two, do you know that song by Tool, 46 and two? It reminds me of that. Um, <laughs> 
it's a philosophy taken from Carl Jung, you know, yes. and it, it's basically the snake shedding its skin and getting rid of, you know, that nastiness or that, that darkness. Um, and it's called 46 and two. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but if, if you haven't listened to it and if you haven't read about it, please do Carl Jung's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> those are two things. Those are totally on my list. I need that stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> That, you know what's so crazy is tomorrow night I'm doing uh, an extra interview with um, a very, very dude that has enlightened me so much, and his name is Gabriel Kennedy. He was on a previous podcast, and he did a biography of Robert Anton Wilson, who gets in a lot of that different deep type stuff, um, along with like an Illuminati and conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But um, we'll be talking mostly about that type of stuff. Uh, gravita gravitate towards creatives that understand that. And uh, love that you're on here with us. If anybody has questions, we're about 10 minutes out. So Julie, what I like to do now, and I know you've seen this before, is I do a little rapid fire. Yes. You okay with Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, first thing that comes to mind, my, my face is gonna get really bright because I got my phone here with the questions on it. Uh, and, and if I ask a dumb question, say next, and, and we'll keep it moving, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, tapas or pasta? Tapas. Did you say? Yep. Tapas <laughs> <or> pasta. <laughs> I want to go with that right off the bat. Um, ask permission or beg for forgiveness? Ask for permission. Favorite carnival food? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> He's like, Next. Um, how long can you hold your breath for? Um, I want to say a minute and a half. Oh, oh don't make me. <laughs> um, uh, capital of New York City or capital of New York. Boom. Oh my gosh. New York City. Is it? No, 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 no. wait. Oh, so. yeah. Next. <laughs> Albany. Uh, are you a dog person? Yes. Of my of what? Of my own dog. <laughs> of my own dog. <laughs> of all dogs. What that you can eat for a week. <laughs> Things I can eat for a week? Yes. Oh, my mind just went to Lucky Charms, but I know I couldn't. I definitely couldn't. No way. I can't no, for a week. We'll we'll give you a pass and say three days. Like the healthiest thing the something to, I almost want to say like seaweed or something that would be like the best choice and water <laughs> you and you went with health and not not by just flavor and comfort good for you um polka dot or stripes stripes uh favorite musician oh my gosh <laughs> I said it there. Okay. <laughs> uh, handwritten or typed? Um, handwritten. Mm. All right. Uh, Disney or Pixar? Disney or Pixar? Yeah. Disney. Disney. And then if you had to give a person 
one word to focus and meditate on any person in the world, some random person, what would it be? I am. I am. Oh, that's great. I got to send you a beat. I have a beat called I am. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, that's the end of the rapid fire. But I, what I did, didn't cover and did want to get into just real quick is, do you do nutritional coaching? I do. Yep. You do nutrition coaching. Um, is that mostly ver verbal? Do you go through a whole practice of uh, cooking? Is that a thing? Yes. Um, it, you know, again, I just, I really customize things. So I, cooking is something that I end up teaching a lot of people that, because it just goes along with, for most people, you, you kind of have to learn how to start to make some things for yourself um, to eat healthy, unless you're going to always, um, and there are ways to do it, always um, eat out or, or get things. Um, so I offer, I've been thinking about over, over about a hundred different dietary theories and I can, I have resources to kind of match up what you're looking for. Some people want to switch, switch everything up, like, uh, go gluten-free or their doctor told them that they need to eat less salt or, you know, for medical reasons, change things up as far as eating goes. So as far as that goes, um. I really just, again, meet someone where they are. I find out what they're doing and we do a little engineering to put some new habits in place or, or, or learn some things that they might need to learn. So, yes. So with regards to what you do as a person and in your career, what are the next steps and what is the next, um, where, where are we going to see you next? Um, well, this fall, I would like to... This summer, doing a lot of, just a lot of my own work and being quieter, but I do these pop-up dance things that are fun. And like I said, you and I definitely need to talk about doing something because it would be a blast. Um, I'm kind of experimenting based on gut feeling. <laughs> That's some, good thing. Um, and then this fall, um, I, I did some things for Arts Alliance. This fall, I hope to do some more. Um, and I have some synergy circles so that I can introduce more of what mindset movement is and, and, and just bring that forward a little bit more, but yeah, I am working on my website. It's not like that great yet. Um, mainly I'm, I communicate on social media, um, and I have a page called mindset movement and growth. So, but yeah, yeah, I'm around. I got our first question in for today, and it says, what do you think of intermittent fasting? You know, that's so interesting that someone asked that because I've been practicing that for the last, like, week and a half. I've been doing that. That's why I was thinking of, like, because I have been eating some Lucky Charms, like, on my not fast times um, because I'm, like, I haven't eaten for 16 hours. I can, you know, um, that's my petulant child talking, but I just, um, I really think for me now experiencing it more, um, on a steady basis, I love it. I feel good. Um, and definitely have, uh, feel a little bit more my true form. I'll put it that way. 
um, I feel like when you start to eat a lot, your body has to really, there's a lot of energy that goes into it. And so um, it can slow you down. And even though we hear like in the first thing in the morning, your, your breakfast is the most important meal. Um, that's not necessarily true. And there are just different ways to create different biochemical responses in your body and intermittent fasting is one of them. I'm liking it. So up until now, I think I'll keep doing it at least a couple times a week for sure. Cool. Well, thanks for um, answering that question and probably giving them some confidence in their fasting. That's probably why they asked the question, but good for them. Um, thank you for coming on. I can't say this enough. So plug what you got to plug. So let us know what your, um, your websites, your, how to get a hold of you, your, oh, there. Oh yes. Mindset movement poster. You know what this shape is, Kevin? Let me see. I don't. What is it? Sacred geometry, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Backwards, isn't it? It's a Vesica. It's all good. Oh, like a Venda. Vesica Pisces, yeah. Okay. Here is the beliefs, the mindset, right? Right. Vocalize for us because uh, this is about to go on Spotify and iTunes and all that good stuff. So so vocalize the poster for us. Right. Mindset movement. Mindset is your beliefs. It's what you speak do and say it's what you um it's what you believe it's you what you what you created your mindset is your beliefs um gestures are the movement portion of mindset movement the way that we hold our body actually shifts our neurochemistry the way that we move um the way that we also hold our body is 80 percent of the way that we communicate which is very interesting to me. So those things combined together to focus on them brings you into the space of transformation. So that's the idea. And it's, um, I have three different styles too. <laughs> I'm a dork, but um, one elevate to focus on your, focus on happiness practices and create that. Um, and science-based practices that actually help you create that neurochemistry too. Um, and empower, because as creatives, it's difficult sometimes to put ourselves out there and feel confident. And so that, there are practices for that. Um, and then calm, because as artists and creatives and as human beings, which are, I think we all have the potential to be creators. We all are creators. Um, we get nervous and we get anxious about it. And so, but when we're in a calm place, and so the third one's called calm. And when we're in a calm state of mind, we actually become more primed to create. So yeah, mindset movement. (laughs) Amazing. So for everybody watching, please follow Julie Kim on all social media. Um, She's BJGL1 at BJGL1 on Instagram. Um, and you can find her Julie Kim and Mindset Movement on Facebook. And you have a website, and it is to be made better. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Julie. Thank you for coming on. Um, hopefully.
hopefully it wasn't painful for you. I love having you on. This was fun. Um, we definitely need to get you back and hear what's going on in the future. I can't wait to see where you go with this. I know it's going to be big. Um, and even if it's not big worldwide big, it's still big um, in the form of all of this mental health, physical health, spiritual health. So thank you, Julie. Um, we appreciate you and we will see you next time. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much. <laughs> for everyone watching, questions for regular people every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, aloha, everybody. Bye, Julie. Bye. <laughs>